What's up and welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast. As always, I'm your host Sebastian Malden and in this episode, we're going over the Summer Games Fest Single Player Experience Takeaways. So these are the single player games that kind of stood out all throughout Summer Game Fest, excluding the PlayStation and Xbox shows, because we've already had exclusive podcast episodes where we talked about those showcases. So what are some of the single player games that really stood out? Which ones should you keep your eyes out for? Find out right after the intro. DJ, start the intro, man. Welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the premier podcast where single player gamers can find out about the single player games that they need to play and have in their backlog. As always, I'm your host Sebastian Malden and I want to ask you a favor. If you like the episode, like, subscribe, and leave a review. It helps the podcast grow and reach other people. By the way, I also want to invite you to join the Single Player Experience Discord server. There you can find all the video game recommendations, hang out with other gamers, and discuss the dope games that you are currently playing. The link to join the Discord is in the description. Enough about all that housekeeping because we got a good episode for you today. So, let's get to it. DJ, cut the beat. I want to start with the game that opened the show for the Summer Games Fest showcase, and that was Prince of Persia The Lost Crown. This was a total shock and an absolute pleasant surprise. The Lost Crown is a 2D side-scrolling action platformer with metrovania elements and a vibrant art style. This game looked like it was Prince of Persia with a hip-hop element to it. I loved it. The character that you play as looks kind of like Killmonger from Black Panther and I'm all here for it. I really like the throwback direction for Prince of Persia overall. The gameplay looks fast and fluid and it feels fresh. It doesn't feel stagnant like the 3D Prince of Persia games kind of became. We saw more of this game at Ubisoft Forward, and it did look a little rough around the edges graphically if I'm being honest, but overall, they do have a while to smooth this game out because it will launch on January 18th, 2024 for all platforms. So next up, I want to talk about the Blue Hedgehog in the room. The latest Sonic the Hedgehog game will return the character to his 2D running roots, letting the blue blur run, sprint, and take on enemies, and even team up with friends this go around. I know this is a single player experience podcast, but I do gotta state that this game is going to let you team up with friends. It will be fully co-op for up to four players, and it's set for a release this fall in 2023. Look, I'm not a big Sonic guy. I've never been big into Sonic the Hedgehog except for the movies, if I'm being honest. That said, this looks good. It looks closer to the good Sonic games rather than the bad Sonic games, at least on the outside looking in. All in all, I'm happy for you Sonic fans. Go out there and have fun. We also got to see a brand new trailer for the Souls-like game Lies of P. This high action experience is set to launch this fall on September 19th, 2023. I'm always curious to try out the new Souls-like games. Not many stick with me personally due to the way those games tell their stories. I don't necessarily like going out and finding my story. I kind of wanted it to be presented to me, but I do like the look of this game. I like the Pinocchio vibe of this game. After I get done recording this episode, I'm definitely going to go check out the demo that is out now and get my overall thoughts and kind of feel for how this game is going to play out. So here's some of the other announcements that kind of stood out to me as a single player gamer from Summer Game Fest Showcase. 
and that's Marvel Spider-Man 2 was finally shown off at the May PlayStation Showcase. You remember this a couple of weeks ago. We got to see some badass gameplay footage. We got new set pieces, new locations, and a lot more. We got to see so damn much, I was salivating for the game. I absolutely cannot wait to play this game. That said, the one thing that we didn't get to see was a release date though. Thankfully, that was rectified at Summer Game Fest where it was announced that the game will arrive on PlayStation 5 on October 20th, 2023. And look, I know that I've always touted that something is my most anticipated game. My wife calls me out for it all the time. I'm a guy that's susceptible to the hype and my gaming mood kind of fluctuates. I get hyped about one thing and then get super hyped about another. I will go on record right here, right now and say that I definitively have Spider-Man 2 as my most anticipated game of 2023. It's not even close, honestly. This release date is good news, and I'll be real with you. I'm already to the point where I don't need or want to see any more of this game before it comes out. You already sold me PlayStation. You already sold me Marvel. I need this in my bloodstream ASAP. I'm ready for this game. So the next game I'm going to talk about is a game that I'm probably not going to play if I'm going to be honest with you. It's Alan Wake 2, because if you listened to the single player experience podcast before, then you already know that my black ass is a chicken when it comes to spooky games. Hell, I'm paranoid and too damn jittery for horror games and games with horror elements in it. That said, we got to see more gameplay for Alan Wake 2 and I'll admit, it looks good. Really good, in fact, but it's a shame that I won't be able to play it because I'm a chicken. You know, I was listening to the Kind of Funny Games podcast reactions to this trailer, and I agree with Greg when he said this was the best that this game has looked to date. This trailer sold him on the game. I think that's amazing. This is another survival horror game for y'all to play this year when Alan Wake 2 releases October 17th, 2023. Now, we really need to get some indie love up in here. Now, I want to really shout out Lisfunga, the Time Shift Warrior. It's an upcoming hack and slash indie made by the new developer Sand Door Studio. The main character is Ime, a black protagonist, by the way, love to see that representation, that summons clones of her past self to help her fight. I love the action and the look of this game. I'm getting a little bit of Hades vibes by the gameplay here, and that's always a good thing. If it lives up to its potential, then Lisfunga the Time Shift Warrior will be a must-play indie game. So shifting gears here, at Summer Games Fest, we also got another trailer for Immortals of Avian. This is that first-person magic shooter that we've seen quite a few times at other showcases and events. It's an EA original created by former Call of Duty developers. I'll be honest, when this trailer popped up, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. I was overseeing the game, if I'm being honest, but this trailer won me over. Is this one of the most anticipated games on my list this year? No, but the action that we saw had some really fun gameplay look to it. It had some really cool mechanics. I think this game looks unique and it appears that the narrative is going to be a big focus of this game. It's also a plus that this game was built in Unreal Engine 5 and looks really, really good. The elements won me over overall. If Immortals of Avian turns out to be a magic version of Call of Duty with a memorable campaign experience like Titanfall 2, then I'll be happy. I'm excited to check out Immortals of Avian when it releases on PS5, PC, Xbox Series X and X on July 20th, 2023. So the last game that I'm going to talk about on the Summer Games Fest opening showcase side of the fence 
it was the reveal trailer of Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Just by the way people in the audience and our social media popped off about this trailer, you can tell that there's some serious hype about this sequel. Unfortunately, I'm not part of the hype on this one. At least, not yet. The reason is because I've yet to actually play the Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's on my list. I'm going to work through it. It's on the backlog list. The game plan right now is that I'm going to play through the entire game and then we're going to do a single player experience deepest discussion to episode about Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I'm going to play the game and when I do, if I do enjoy it, I'll probably be amongst all you people who are excited about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That said though, the trailer did look good even though I didn't know a damn thing of what was going on. So, but I will say that this was a really cool way to end Summer Games Fest opening showcase and it's another big, big AAA game for us single player gamers to look forward to. I want to have an honest moment here. And I want to say that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. There are times in life when everyone else is doing something, but that doesn't mean you need to do it too. The reason I bring this up is because Capcom had no business, no business doing a showcase. Everything they announced could have been in a blog post or was a trailer that was in another showcase. Sure, it's cool that we got to see Ace Attorney Apollo Justice games that were trapped on the 3DS. We finally get to see them come outside of that platform but the rest was a miss. This was a waste of time and there's nothing else notable to be said about that Capcom showcase. So I wanna to skip to Ubisoft showcase called Ubisoft Forward. Here we were treated with the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora that kicked off the show and it felt like an Avatar skin version of Far Cry. Got to see some really cool gameplay of the main character taking down mechs and the flying Avatar version of helicopters. And then we also got to see some of the game's environments. Honestly, it didn't look bad. The game is coming out this year on December the 7th. Next up, we also got more Assassin's Creed Mirage. This time we were treated to a Bassam story trailer for the game and it showed off some pursuer escape tools, some stealth and some lethal techniques that you can employ in the game. I'm not really a fan of the stealth version of the Assassin's Creed games and I know this is very much a throwback to the original trilogy's gameplay. All in all, this does nothing for me personally, but I hope that you fans who really have been longing for the old school Assassin's Creed games where it was mostly focused on stealth as opposed to being an RPG really enjoy AC Mirage when it comes out this October. The Ubisoft Forward ended by showing us an extended look at Star Wars Outlaws. Now this is a game that got me excited. I'm loving the single player story centric games that we're getting out of the Star Wars universe lately. Jedi Survivor had me very impressed early this year, but I'm thrilled that Ubisoft is also giving us something different with Star Wars Outlaws. This seems to have more of an emphasis on gunplay, space combat, and high speed chases, which is a refreshing change from playing as a Jedi. 2024 is already looking stacked and I can't wait to dive back into the galaxy far far away when Star Wars Outlaws drops in 2024 for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series S and X. I cannot wait to see more gameplay of this game and also to play it next year. All in all, Summer Game Fest season gave single player gamers a lot to be excited about. You know, there was a story a while back that PlayStation was basically allocating about 55% of spending by PlayStation Studios to be focused on live service games by 2025 fiscal year, up 
from the 12% in 2019 fiscal year. I was a bit worried to be honest because it almost seemed like the tide was turning and everyone was focusing on live service games, which by the way is a sucky thing for the video game industry. I'm not just saying that as a person who plays mostly single player games, I get, I get that I'm the outlier, I'm not quite the focused audience, but live service games always feel icky, they always have like that connotation to them that they're just money grabs, and for the most part, like let's be honest here, they don't last very long. There are a couple of exceptions to that rule, but we see tons of stories coming out about how these studios are shutting down production on a live service game. So before I go into a whole tangent, I just wanted to say that it's so refreshing that we got to see so many single player focused games at Summer Game Fest. A lot of them weren't even my jam, like I'm not going to play AC Mirage, I'm probably not going to play Sonic, but I am so happy to see that single player game representation here. I'm happy to see that there's still an emphasis on single player games in the industry. And it seemed like most of the games that people got excited about were single player games. People got excited to hear more about Lies of P, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2, Assassin's Creed Mirage, and Star Wars Outlaws. There was so much hype on around social media about all these announcements. So overall, there's a lot of single player games to look forward to, both in 2023 and 2024. I know for the rest of 2023, I'm going to be diving deep into Spider-Man Part 2, Immortals of Avian. I'm going to be playing, well, Final Fantasy Part 1, but I'm going to be playing Lives of P. I'm definitely going to check out Starfield. I'm so excited about that game. I'm going to go back into the world of Night City with the Cyberpunk expansion, Phantom Liberty, and Persona 5 Tactics. My fall and winter is absolutely going to be stacked with good games, and I'm so excited for that. That said though, overall I felt like Summer Game Fest season was really really good. It gave a lot of good games both on the multiplayer side and of course on the single player side and we have so many things to look forward to. So you can let me know what you're looking forward to and the games that I should also have on my radar in the single player experience discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to find out about good single player games to play to keep up with all things for the single player experience podcast. and. You can reach out to me personally to let me know if I'm out of line or if you agree with my hot takes on the show. Thank y'all so much for listening. This has been the Single Player Experience Podcast, and until next time, peace.